You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Okay, on Sunday, I don't know the theme that we gave the message on Sunday, but just, you know, just meditating on it. Maybe amongst what we could have called it, I know many times we are not on one line of thought. Is why are you sad? Why are you sad when you have the Christ? Praise the Lord. How can you be sad when you have the Christ? You know, the Igbos have a saying that the person who is in water cannot be complaining that soap has entered his eyes. Soap is blocking his eyes when you're in water. Praise the Lord. It doesn't happen now. You have Christ. How can you be sad? You know, we that are believers, we have him. The only reason from what he's saying, why we wish we, you know, or we imagine that Christ is a limitation is because we have a limited revelation of who Christ is. So we, we, we don't explore all that there is in Christ. We've not dug deep. We've not, you know, really sought to know him and listen for his voice. As we go back to the story, we're going to pick a few things. But important, you know, as, as we do as an intro, in case um, we're not able to say this, what the Christian has in Christ is, um, I don't know which word to use, but you see, it's like the story I read somewhere, you know, many years ago. A boy was ill, and the parents took the boy to the hospital. They diagnosed the boy's um, illness, and the doctor prescribed some medicine. And maybe the drugs was, um, would have been maybe 500 milligrams morning and night and all of them. And they said after a while, the parents went back to the doctor and said the drug isn't working. And the doctor told them, what did I prescribe the last time? They said 500 milligrams day and night. The doctor said increase it to 1,000 milligrams day and night. After some time, they went back. They said the child is not better. I said increase it to 2,000. Because there is no other solution to this illness. What am I saying? Christ is the solution. Do you understand? Christ is the solution. We started the intro we, 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 we had on Sunday. Was that it works. Praise the Lord. Isn't that what we said? I thought somebody, this thing works. So if where you are now is not working, it's not looking back to Egypt. Egypt never worked at all. Egypt is dead. Egypt is bondage. Egypt is slavery. If you're in your right senses, you won't consider Egypt. The only thing you need to do is press further into Christ. And that's what we see in the account that we saw, you know, the story here. These men, what, how did their solution still come? It was the same Christ. It was the same Christ. Praise the Lord. So for us as believers, if it's working well, beautiful, continue in the things that you're doing. If you see that it's not working, it's not going back. The Apostle Paul says, forgetting the things which are behind, what do I do? He said, I press forward. It's always forward. Like the people have said, he said, forward ever. Backward never. Praise the Lord. I don't know whether I was there. I mentioned, if you sing Christ, I think we mentioned it on Sunday. If you sing Christ, backsliding will never be an option for you. That's the simple truth. I found out sometimes in my experience, you know, bad times, they have a way of pushing me closer to Christ. And then good times also, I may not go in the same way, maybe with thanksgiving. But you see, what can you bring to take a Christian who has seen the light? You're in a tunnel and you see the direction of the light. You hear danger sound. Are you going to run back to darkness? Do you understand? 
So that's why we said part of it was that we desire that everybody will see him better. Isn't that? Because when you see him better, he provides direction. It provides like an anchor that you know this is where you're going. So no matter what they throw at you, if we take the case of Joseph, for instance, now, Joseph was going down, down, down. But as he was going down, 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 Joseph did not neutralize his relationship with God. He took it to it, not, he took it higher. He pushed on. And he was in that push on. In fact, he needed that push on because Joseph, like we said, had never interpreted a dream. You know, people think interpretation was a gift. He didn't have the gift. He was the dreamer. He would just dream. The gift he had was probably gift of remembering dreams, which many of us don't have. You wake up, you know he had a dream. You know that you went somewhere, something like this, and that's the end. So, but he remembered his dreams, okay? But he had never interpreted a dream. But because he was pushing into this God, when the hour came and he had someone's dream, he was able to interpret If Joseph was slowly backsliding because this thing didn't seem to be working, he will be in heaven now, you know, wherever he will be. And be seeing this story, written maybe the person's name they will use will be what? Uh, Matthias. And you'll see that this thing that was intended for him, another person has walked it in. May somebody not finish your journey in the name of Jesus. But he could have come and be reading the story and would see that if he had pressed in a bit further, this would have been what would have gotten So, in essence, what we're saying is this. It's in Christ. And the Bible tells us, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has what? Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Where? In the heavenly places. In Christ. In Christ. The child of God has nothing out of Christ. You and I have no heritage out of Christ. God made no promise for us out of Christ. We find nothing out of Christ. There is nothing there. Praise the Lord. There is no hope, nothing, no joy. You think there is joy? Ask people who are backsliding. They'll tell you the sorrows of a backslider. That's the only thing they can bring. You know, you quarrel with your wife. You decide to go and drink with your pals. When you go and drink with those pals, they will so torment you. They say, ah, holy boy, what are you looking? They will deal with you. Then the devil will continue his own. Then you're, do you understand? There is no way out of Christ. I want to establish that. Okay? Praise the Lord. Very important. So that as we journey, things will happen. And that's why also the devil's temptation is to pull us out of Christ. Because when he pulls you out of Christ, you are in crisis. There is nothing again. Why? Because you are blessed in him. Praise the Lord. You know, there are some words that don't sound big. You know what the word in means? Okay, let's read the scripture again. Ephesians 1.3. Let everybody read it together. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. In Christ, praise the Lord. In Christ indicates what? Outside of him. I don't get anything of that blessing. So in talks about location, isn't it? It talks about a place. So it means that my safety, my blessing, my assurance, my comfort for the believer is where? As long as I am in him, I am in him. My authority as well is as long as I am in him. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ. It is inside of him. Praise God. So let's come back to our text now and see what happens then. Our text says from Luke 24 verse 13. says, now behold, two of them... We're traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, 
which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was. Well, they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. 21, which is where we'll stop. He said, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. You see where their problem started? Their hope has started what? Waning. As their hope was going down, their problem was increasing. Now, let me ask you a question. If you have your Bible here and you have such, such that name, Emmaus, Emmaus in your Bible, such, you'll see that it's not mentioned anywhere. It meant they were going to nowhere. When you step out of Christ, you go, they, there is no record of that village or that city any other time in the Bible. It's a place where people who are stepping out of Christ go to. You have waited for God to prosper you. He's not prospering you. You say you want to go. There's this uncle who told you, come, he will show you the way. Have you were living in bondage? That's the type of way he will show you. And it won't even work for you. Because the devil knows you're coming from church. There's a road called, you know, a place called Emmaus. It's a place of no, no, people who are going there are people who are disoriented. A place of disorientation. And if you read that story, you know what happened at the end. At the end, did they stay there? When they met Christ, what happened? They came back. There's nothing there. Ask your neighbor, are you going to Emmaus? Turn back home. <laughs> There's nothing there outside of Christ. But you see, the thing that had happened in Jerusalem had so filled their heads. They needed a break. Like some would say, we need fresh air. It's emails calling them disorientation. They said disorientation is what happens and makes somebody lose a sense of direction. Praise the Lord. It happened to one of my brothers the day when we were learning swimming. I don't know what happened. And he started swimming to the deep end. He didn't know how to swim, but something happened and he was now navigating to the more dangerous place. Disorientation. <laughs> Do you understand? You're just going somewhere, but you're not taking bearing. So these people, something had happened that confounded them. Instead of being stable and saying, this is what he said, they allowed their hope to begin to go down. As their hope went down, their confusion increased. And they made a journey, seven miles, seven miles is at least 10, 11 kilometers. It's not a small journey on foot. And it was in the evening. And you ask, what are they going there to do? We we're not told. Up till now, nobody went there again. The only time was mentioned in the Bible. Ask yourself, where am I going? Where are you going? Where have you been? Where is your labor? That journey cost them. Praise the Lord. And in their minds then, they were engaged. And that's why when they saw the third person who didn't know, they were like, I mean, you don't know what's up. You don't know what is going on. But they were the very ones who didn't know what was going on. Because they were stepping out of Christ. What am I saying? The child of God has no option but to press in. Growth is the only direction you can go. It's always more, deeper. 
The apostle Paul, we know all the things that experienced. And you still hear him saying that I may know him. I, I doesn't he know him? That's not the first letter he was writing. That's not the first epistle. But he had so walked with him. But he saw that there is yet more. Praise the Lord. Now many times as children of God, events occur. Things happen around us. And they shake the very core of our foundation of what we thought we believed. Now, those moments will shake us. But you and I know that when the uh, engineers are doing, uh, what, what do they call it? Um, DPC, thank you, DPC. You see, when they mix all the concrete and put it, do they leave it and go? What do they do? They come and do what? They, sh- they put something to shake it. Anytime a genuine Christian is going through a moment of shaking, it's because the Lord wants to settle you. It's not to unsettle you. If you're genuine, it will settle you. Praise the Lord. The very opposite. The same way in academics, no teacher will set an exam for you unless he wants to promote you. So are you going through a test? It means there's a promotion. Are you going through a shaking? It means something good has been found in you. If there's nothing good in you, who will test you? You apply for a job, okay, in Nigeria where there is a vacancy of 60, 60 vacancies existing. They put the advert, uh, 100,000 CVs are sent. Do they invite the 100,000? Do they even answer the 100,000? The people who hear from them are those who write GMAT. They are the ones that write up TT test. Is it because they hate them more than the 99,000? It's because they consider them. These people are very likely, these are the candidates we might want to take. So those candidates now receive communication from the organization to say what? Come and do a test. Is it punishment? So why is it the invitation of the Lord to come and experience his suffering? He said, ought not the Christ to have suffered? I don't understand why believers run away from suffering. Meanwhile, a whole book is dedicated to suffering Job. And every other book has it in it. Tell me one book in it. Even Song of Solomon that was talking about love. She was missing her beloved and her beloved was missing her. Ought not the Christ to have what? Suffered. When people hear suffer, they run. And you want to follow Christ. Christ means you're like him. It's like you want six pack and you don't like exercising. You like only next bread and you want six pack. It's six packs of bread you will have. (laughs) Yes, six packs of the bread. You will get it. Ought not the Christ to have what? Suffer. So when those moments come, fall on your knees and tell the Lord, you have counted me worthy. I receive grace. Is someone hearing me? Because they they will come. And as they come, the Bible tells us of the heavenly host. Those who have run their race. They'll be there cheering you. They have run through the race. Where are you going through now that somebody hasn't gone through? Any part that they are on. There is an elder that is a master there. He'll be looking at you. She'll be looking at you. They'll be saying, sister, Push, brother, hold on. I've gone through it. Praise the Lord. That record has been broken. We're not setting new records now, you know. We're not setting new records. Nobody's setting any new record. Beheading is not a new record. Persecution is not a new record. There is no new record. The elder, they have finished all the records. We're just coming along the line. And grace, we now have the Holy Ghost, the comforter. One of the names he is called what? The comforter. They go along. He comes side by side with us. Praise the Lord. So, but if we don't have understanding, those moments will unsettle us. So these believers, you know, these things happen. They didn't know. There was fear. You don't blame them. I mean, you see the master. I mean, Jesus is lovely. 
And when he was on earth, he was lovely. He was excellent. Praise the Lord. He was carrying God with him. So these people had worked closely with him. You don't blame them if they see the same person bleeding. See the same person, you know, with a crown of thorns on his head. See the same person being nailed to the cross. Things will happen to them. But there were events in that same arena that should have started helping them. Let's go to the story and we'll see some of the things that happened there. First was what in verse 19, when the Bible says that he said to them, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed and word, before God and all the people. You see, with this statement, if they knew who it was that we're talking about, they had started to miss it a bit. Because the problem the Jews, those who crucified Jesus, had with him, wasn't that he was a prophet. So they had started falling. And that fall is not without cause. That fall is because they had seen him, you know, weaker than they thought. Praise the Lord. You see, picture when our Lord Jesus was pushed down. You know, whenever we see the cross, we see him standing and him hanging. Picture when the nails were actually being put and he was held down, lying in a position of complete surrender. And the Roman soldiers were hitting those, when we say nails now, you think of those shiny nails that they make. That's not what they used. Them. Those were some crude irons, like what they used to put stake in sites now. That wood, that's what it would look more like. That's what they were knocking into his hands. And he didn't get up. That's how they would have been degrading him. Okay. We thought he was God. Mm-mm. Somebody say, Moses. Mm-mm. Even Moses, they can't try that with him. Elijah. Ah, fire. Fire would have fallen. Elijah, ah, a beer would have come out and mourned them. They'll just be going down. They say, we're a prophet. That's where they stopped. It was the events. Now, now, now. Didn't God know all those things were happening? He knew. But is he not the one that said to us, permit it to be so for now? There are some things that must be permitted because they don't have the final say. He said he was crucified in weakness, but he was raised in power. So somebody's here today and is going through a season of weakness. Now, if we are called to live a life where daily we are reading maps. You know, Christianity, they don't read maps. I did statistics. I did, um, you know, financial accounting and all of that. We do maps, you know, pie chart, bar chart and all of that. In Christianity, no. They just have the conclusion, Jesus wins. It means that you are not allowed to interpret events. You just know this is the way to end. I understand. No, you, you don't read maps. You see, that is walking by sight. He said, we walk not by sight, but by what? By faith. We don't look at those things. We know the end. That's why you read the Bible. There are two places where only God is final, you know, completely. You read Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God, Abby. Go to the end of Revelation. You see God. There is no, devil is not saying anything there. In between, he can be, you know, moving around. Praise the Lord. In between his existence. But before they closed the book, they finished him, bound him. He became history. And then we entered into glory. So we are not following to interpret. You're trusting God for healing. And you say, "Ah, the temperature is going down. It's going down. Hallelujah, God has healed. No, God has healed. Whether temperature is going up or down, I will hold on. Why? Because you believe him. Anyway, so these people said, who was a prophet? It was wrong. It was faulty. It was, you know, almost, I don't know which word to use because we are also like that. It was an insult for the disciples to say this of Jesus. He was the son of God. 
He was not a prophet in that sense that they were talking about. He was God. They said to him, they challenged him. He answered them and said, what's your problem? If the word of God called them God to whom the world came. He said, why do you say to the one that came from the father that is blaspheming because he says he's God? How can you say that? He said, before Abraham was, I am. There is no prophet that was before Abraham. Abraham was the father of the Jewish faith. He was the father of every prophet. So it was clear it was God. But events had started making them adjust. And that's what we find in our own experience. As you started your Christian work, there are some things God said to you. There are some things you knew God was saying to you. But as you work four years, five years, six, seven, eight, nothing has happened. You begin to downgrade what you were believing God for. But let me show you what Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11. We know it very well. Let's look at it and read it and remind ourselves. It says 10, Isaiah 55, 10. It says, as the rain, note where it begins, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there. Let's stop there. Do you know the technology it takes before rain goes back to heaven? Do you know what it takes? They don't reverse it. The rain will come down. Are you with me? The rain will wet the ground. The ground will produce crop. The crop will do what it will do. Okay, if it's falling into a river, it will fall and flow And then after I don't know how many years or how many days, before the sun will go to the ocean and do what? And collect the rain back. It would have accomplished what it was sent to. That's what the Bible is saying. The word of God is not called to reverse. If he has released it, it will fulfill its purpose. In the name of Jesus. Unless you use umbrella. You will not use spiritual umbrella. In the name of Jesus. You will not use umbrella. You won't dodge the rain. He said, as the rain comes down and the snow from, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the soil and bread to the eleven. He says, so, so shall my word be that word goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Why is this saying this to us? Because oftentimes it might appear as if the word is not working. But if the word is not working, sir, please let your own speech continue. You know, talk is free. The Bible says the spirit of faith. I believed and what? Therefore I spoke. It's not that I saw. And when should I believe? Is it when I see that I should believe? If I see and believe, am I walking in faith? No. I believe when it was spoken. And then I keep speaking it, whether I see it or not, until there is a manifestation. In fact, it is sweetest to say it when it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I've shared with us here, I know many of us have the experience, where with my little experience, when something has come to fruition, and you're shouting and dancing, you're just like a child, which is not bad. But the joy is when you have stood in joy, knowing that it will come. When it now comes, you know what? You're not just shouting and dancing. You're calling all those who were mocking you. He said, oh boy, come. He said, devil, come. He said, come, come. Baby's crying. Eh? Baby, yeah, baby's crying. Praise the Lord. I'm buying, a, what do they use now? They don't use um, napkins. You know, we, we have to put napkins so that some mothers these days. How, do you know what napkin is? A lot of you in the choir won't know what napkin is. Do you know what safety pin is? They won't know, they won't know. <laughs> it's pampas, they know. You will call them, say they'll come to your house and see where they're hanging napkins. You know, about 11 of them. 
washed in a, is it? Parazo, what's that? This is. Uh-huh, thank you. Because his word, he said what? Will not return to him void. It will accomplish exactly what he sent it for. So when it doesn't look like it, as long as it is his word, what do you do? Keep speaking. Don't go back. Don't change the profession of your faith. Don't change the confession of your mouth. God who has spoken it is faithful. I've said to us here, the reason people make empty boasts is to impress. God has no business impressing you, sir. He has no business impressing you, man. What does God want to, what advantage is he going to get? You vote for him. Is he contesting an election? (laughs) Praise the Lord. God has no business. That's why the Bible says to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. God always can do much more than he told you. He doesn't want to impress you. If you're a normal person here who is married, you understand a bit of what I'm saying. You see, when you've married your husband or your wife, depending on some people, but I don't try to impress my wife. I always want to do more than I say. Because I've caught her. If it was before I caught her, I may have tried. But I think before I caught you, I was also doing less than I was. But now I've captured. I have gone to the altar and have said to have and to hold, never to release. I'm holding, so I don't need to. So even when I'm frowning, I'm laughing inside. I'm saying, I love you, baby. (laughs) Praise the Lord. What am I saying? If God spoke to you, know that he has no reason to excite you. He's saying it because he's done. God will not say what he cannot do. He's not, he's a politician. He's not in PDP, neither is he in APC. He's not democratic, neither is he a Republican. He's almighty. Praise the Lord. So when these people began to downgrade, they entered the first problem. And the Bible told us, we referred to it already, Hebrews 1, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. We can read 1 to 3, please. Put it for us. Thank you, sir. God, who at various times and in various manners. Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by who? By his son. Can you see the progression? He spoke to us by the prophets. In this life, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he was. He made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. Okay, we'll complete this. So when he had by himself, Paul sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Okay, let's even read for. Say, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. See, the point I'm making here is that God has had prophets, but Jesus is not in their league. Praise the Lord. So when the disciples, whom the Bible says, he called them that they might be with him. What's all that being with him? That they might know him. When they begin to say who we thought was a prophet, that's where their problem began. May your vision and revelation of God never be downgraded. No matter what happens. No matter what happens. Praise the Lord. We should learn from, you know, some of those movies that we see. Where they catch a spy. Okay, a secret service agent. Maybe a Russian agent is caught in America. No matter what they do to him. 
He's not becoming afraid and revealing the secrets of the Russian secrecy. You know, the torture is a waste of time. You better kill him. So it must be the same way. Now, we will never get to the point where we'll be abandoned. But determine, he said, the Bible says, sanctify now the Lord God in your heart. Set him apart. Praise the Lord. Get yourself to the point where the devil knows that this one, you waste your time troubling her. She's sold out to Jesus. Do you understand? Her relationship with Jesus is crazy. Don't even bother. Anything you tell her will be used for the worship of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So that was the first place they missed. That was how their disorientation, you know, began. The next thing they also missed there in that account, which applies to you and I today, is in verse 20. The Bible says in verse 20, how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. And you know, what they're saying here is this. Jesus was doing what he was doing, oh, and these people came and interrupted him. You know what the sickness here was? They overestimated the enemy. Praise the Lord, somebody. Everybody here, look at me. You see, as much as we come here and we sing, God, great God, worthy of honor and glory, as you're lifting God up, please make sure you know where the devil is. The devil is not lifted. Praise the Lord. The devil is a creature of God. In fact, the devil is not really an enemy of God. He's rebellious, but he's not that. He's not qualified to be an enemy. Do you understand? It's unreasonable. It can't happen. Praise the Lord. It's like um, in boxing now. We have, is it Tyson Fury or, you know, John T. The one that said he was his uniform he wore before the fight that made him lose. Uh (laughs) It's like bringing him out now and saying he's going to be challenged. And say, who is going to challenge him? And they'll bring out Dan. The government of the United States will punish whoever sponsored that fight. It should not be a fight. You can say this Dan is insulting him, but you can't say you're setting up a fight. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, you must understand as a Christian that the devil is in no way enough to be an enemy in that sense of God. He's not in opposition. The force does not exist. Let me tell you what the devil is. The devil is as much opposition to God the same way the ground that your car tire runs on is in opposition to your tire. Somebody who understands physics will understand what I'm saying. It means that if that ground is smoother than it should be, the tire will be skidding. So the opposition of the devil is designed so that the car will run. That's what the Bible says when it says, and we know that all things, who are all things? The devil is there. And we know that what? All things work what? Together, the sand on the ground is helping my car move. That's how the devil is. So when they said that how the chief priests and the Romans and this took him and bound him, their knowledge was wrong. They were working from a place of limited knowledge. The same way, brothers and sisters, in your office, one boss rises and says, I will deal with you. I will do this. I will do this. (laughs) Brother, you need to laugh. Praise the Lord. I said you need to what? You need to laugh. They have not created that person who can twat what God is doing in your life. The only person who may have that ability is you. But not, not any man. Not any man with breath in his nostrils. They can't. They can be sent to examine you, to test you, to harass you, to shake you. But they can never. The affairs of your life, they foul over your life 
has to pass through Jehovah God every day. Do you know that? To approve. When it was Job's time, they brought the fire. God looked at it, said, okay, thus far. You can touch this, touch this, don't touch this one. He signed, he went. When that one failed, did you see the devil proceed? He came back. Another page. Sir, please, can I have approval for extension of this? That's it. Child of God, I understand. You must never overestimate the devil. I mean, in your life, where you're not. Oh, yes. Darkness, people who are not born again. Praise the Lord. He can shake his power there. But where you are, you are in the light. Let me ask you something now. Praise God. Very easy. Can someone smuggle darkness into this place? Is it possible? Someone just bring in darkness. Why? You are in the light. You are in Christ. The devil can't bring anything to hinder you. He can try you. He can shake you. But he cannot, he cannot remove the implication. The Bible says, and the light shines and darkness could not arrest it. It's like the resistance of a shadow. It's there, but it's not there. When you make a step, it moves. Praise the Lord. Quit overestimating the enemy. These people thought, finally, ah, this chief priest, I've caught Jesus. Hey, see how they tied him. Well, you and I know now that they didn't tie him. It was love that bound him. It was purpose that kept him. It wasn't the power of the enemy. So you need to know. And this is what delivers us from that enemy mindset. When the believer goes through situation, don't keep looking for your enemy. The devil will catch you. You will begin to exchange balls with him and words with him. Every morning, say, let my enemy, let my enemy. No. If God be for you, it's not about your enemy. Yes, there will be people that will be instruments in the hands of the enemy. Praise the Lord. But they are not determinant of the outcome of your situation. So why bother with them? So this will overestimate the enemy. And because of that, they were falling into further disorientation. And we are being delivered from that in the name of Jesus. So I don't have, I'm experiencing difficulty or there's a roadblock. I don't see the enemy as powerful. What do I do? I go higher. I press on in faith. I say, God, what is there for me to discover? What are you saying to me? Is it to exercise my faith in a greater dimension? Is it to persevere? Are you looking to see patience? What trial is this? The Bible says the trial of your faith. What does it do? It says it works patience. So what are they trying to bring out of me? My sister talked about the fruit of the spirit. Are you trying to teach me, you know, goodness? Because these things come and they scatter you. Your only natural response is to be, you know, moody and mean. Is this saying to you, let's see how you respond with this news. And you ask those questions, you respond rightly. And the enemy is now watching and saying, I've worked for this boy again. See how I've helped him. Look at him. See the way he's singing. Can you imagine? He's singing, not crying. He's singing. When you know he's nothing. He said, why do the hidden rage? And the people do what? They plot a vain thing against the Lord and against his anointed. What happened? He said, the one that sits in heaven will laugh. Let me show you a scripture. Acts chapter 2. Which these people didn't know. Or rather, they forgot. Acts chapter 2 from 22 to 25. Talking about our Lord Jesus Christ. This was, I believe, Peter's sermon. Acts 2, 22. It says, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves also know. 23. It says, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Hold it there. Can you say to yourself, whatever I'm going through, God already knows. 
And then, what does he know about it? There is a purpose for it. And the purpose can never be shamed. The purpose is to bring to manifestation that blessing that we're told we're blessed with in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's to bring an unfolding of it. Praise the Lord, somebody. He goes on and he says, he says, you have taken, he was talking to them now. Look at the, the flow of that statement. It says him being delivered. He was speaking to the Jews. Jesus was delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. But you took, you had your own culpability in it. You took your lawless hands, Abby, to hold him. It says crucified and put to death. Now look at 24. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death. He said because it was not what? Possible. It was not possible. That he should be held by it. Thank you. This is where I'm going to again now. There are some things you should remove from your dictionary. The devil never wins. Praise the Lord. He can never have the last laugh. So if you decided to change your name now to Overcomer. It would be a good name. If you decided to change your name to Victor. Praise the Lord. Or to Hallelujah. eh? Or to Joy. Praise the Lord. It would be a good name. You know why? It's impossible that darkness will hold the one upon whom Christ has risen. Look at the flow here. It said, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Now, the word there, very important thing there. It says, it was not possible that he should be held by it. Is it what it said? That's what it said, right? Now, notice that it didn't say it was not possible he should touch it. He should be touched by it. Let's go and we'll see something very important there. In Luke 24 that we're looking at. Verse 7, look at verse 7 there. The angel said, reminded the the, the women who had come to the the tomb. Okay, let me read 6 and 7. The angel said to them, he's not here but his reason. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. Saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And what will happen? And the third day rise again. Now look at verse 21 where in our text now. 21 says, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, beside all this, today is what? The third day. If you have in your Bible, please, you can highlight the two third days. You see, we are talking about disorientation. This thing was supposed to unfold on the third day. Because the devil touched for a few days, one day, two days, this will entered into a permanent conclusion. But the promise was on the third day, it will be over. The women had gone early morning and seen it was over. Which means it will be over as soon as it is necessary. Now, sir, your own might be until noon before you catch the revelation. But don't deny the truth. It was still the third day. If this thing was happening on the fifth day, we can say there is a reason. It was still the third day. They say besides is what? The third day. It was the third day that the promise was made. Are you getting what is going on here? It was the third day. So what was happening? There was some lack of revelation, understanding of time. They didn't even give the third day time to elapse. Now somebody's here, we are looking at these people and we are seeing their folly. But how many of us are giving up on ourselves and our third day hasn't finished? How many of us have written a complete you know, sentence on our lives or on our situations or on our destinies or on our careers or academics and think that it's all over? But it's still the third day. It's still the third day, sir. Praise the Lord. Your finances, it's still the third day. It may not be looking good now. But what we say was that this death, this situation cannot hold it. 
It may touch it, but he cannot what? Hold it. Joseph was a slave in the same Egypt. He became prime minister. Nobody will want to read Joseph's CV in Egypt and say, um, uh, Your Excellency, um, whatever um, title they may have given him, uh, Rab Shekah, whatever, Joseph Jacob, formerly a slave, Potiphar's house, seven years, a prisoner, 15 years, now I'm prime minister. They will cut off the person's head. That's how the story will conclude, isn't it? Simple. There are some things that will be in your past that by the time God does what he will do, anybody who says it will be fully, their, their heads will be cut off. You won't cut it off. It won't make sense. Do you understand? He was a slave, yes. He was in prison, yes. But nobody remember. Pharaoh said, no Egyptian will move. They won't raise a finger except at thy word. You now want to come and say, ah, former slave, come. So there are things that we go through. Praise the Lord. But it's impossible for us to be held by them. Unless we allow them to build strongholds. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the world. You must pull down those strongholds and say, I'm going through this. And you see, these are the things that help with humility. These are the things that help with simplicity. These are the things that help with not struggling. These are the things that help the fruit of the spirit. Because when you know that what you're going through, by the time God finishes what he's going to do, you will not look like where you're coming from. So why will you bother? Why will you give too much significance to the hour? Your journey. Nobody leaves Abuja, goes to Lagos. And when he arrives in Lagos, he's dwelling on Lokoja. Hi, that fish at Lokoja. That's so covered with flies at Lokoja. You know the Achilles, seven days old. Nobody does. When you arrive at your destination, the journey is over. Tell somebody the journey will soon be over. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, the journey of pain will be over. The journey of shame will be over. The journey of trial will be over. You, it's a journey. It says it was impossible for him to be held. Which means he went through it. It's a path he went through. It was not a path that defined him. But unfortunately, these disciples, they stopped where he was going through. But by revelation, we see that he went through. He didn't stay there. So I don't know. I've been in a season in my life where I didn't know my left from my right. Now you see me and I say, this man is our pastor. There's a time, you know, after I got born again, when I left the bank, I knew God wanted me to leave the bank. It wasn't helping my spiritual work and all of that. And, you know, I resigned. And people see me, so what are you doing now? That's how I'll be looking at them like this. <laughs> I'm telling you, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where I was coming from, you know. It was, it was a season. I was used to, you know, everybody I meet, even if you don't ask me, I'll talk because I was in marketing, you know. So I was, a, I was used to bringing out my call card, talking to you, you know, charging you up, you know, all of that. All of a sudden, I, I dreaded that question. So what are you doing? Blank. What is your plan? Blank. Where are you going? Is there everybody you say the Lord said, before you finish, they have left you to, to, continue, to, to continue to talk to normal people. <laughs> uh, uh, we are, two of us are standing at a jail level, you know, and we are chatting, or maybe we are somewhere, and you're saying the Lord said, the Lord, what is the Lord? I, if you're telling me news, or you're saying what the Lord said, uh, excuse me, I'm coming. <laughs> you know, but, but it's a season. Praise the Lord. It's a season you go through. It's a path you go through. It was not possible. 
The same way for the child of God. Your destiny in God is not possible for the devil to hold you. Why are we sharing this thing? Because the devil can hold people. So understanding will help you to know. So if you get that sense of disorientation, saying this thing is not working, that's where we started. It works. It works. It's still the third day. And there are seasons of manifestation. There are some people that immediately know what God wants them to do. You watch some Christians and it's as though their food is like cooking conflicts. They just put water, put milk, put flakes. The food is ready. And you look at your own life, you're cooking beans. No, moi, 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 moi. You have to wash the beans first and then grind it. The thing hasn't started though. You buy the leaves and then you start wrapping they have finished conflicts and gone to work. They have arrived London. <laughs> and you're still rapping. The same believer. You look at such a person, you think, what's the point? You give up. But tell yourself it's the same third day. It's the same third day. Some day early in the morning. Before night is over, his words will come to pass. That's what he said. He said on the third day, I will rise again. He didn't say by 5 a.m. For the women, theirs was around that 5 a.m., very early in the morning, before the sun came out. But for some others, it might be 5 p.m. But God is faithful, who will not allow you. So the person whose zone is earlier, let me tell you a secret now. The person whose time is earlier, you think he should brag before you? No, it's no why. Let me tell you why the person can brag. If God judges me that I can wait for him till 5 p.m., You know what the Bible is saying? The Bible is saying that God, who will not allow to be tempted beyond what? So the earlier person was released earlier because they're not sure he could wait long enough. The reason they kept you till 5 p.m. is because of the confidence Jehovah has that you will stand. Let's rise on our feet. Father, we bless you. Our God, we exalt you. We will not be disoriented. We will not. We will not. We will not. They didn't know Jack about time. And they had issues about faith. The Bible says unless you receive the kingdom as little children, you by no means enter. They said the next line they said was that the women who went to the tomb early said there was nobody there. And they saw a vision of angels and they were still doubting. Ask yourself, what will it take to convince me? The body is not there and you're still doubting. So what faith are you having now? What was their faith now at this point? The women who were with them said they saw vision of angels. They were still doubting. Say, Lord, give me the faith of a little child. Renew my faith. You see, some of us, condition has made our crawfish to bend so much. Lord, please readjust me. Bring me back to the place of simple faith. You are dependable. You are reliable. You are wonderful God. Lord, tonight I come to you. And I say, Lord, free me from this disorientation. Lord, free me. Deliver me from the effect of the passage of time. Deliver me, Lord, from the effect of seasons of frustration. Lord, I lift up my eyes. The psalmist said, why are you downcast, O my soul? He said, put your hope in God. Somebody needs to say to himself, ask himself a question. Why are you fainting? Why are you discouraged? Is it not Jehovah you have come to? Is it not before the Lord that you have appeared? Is your life not in the hands of the master? Is he not the shepherd of your soul? The songwriter says, shepherd of my soul. I give you full control. It says, wherever you lead, I will go. Say, be it in the quiet pastures or by the gentle stream or even be it in the valley dark and deep. It says, 
said you I will follow somebody tonight needs to realign and ask himself questions why am I sad why am I sad what conversation am I having what am I projecting in my life there is a holy God there is a reliable God there is a dependable God there is the alpha God the omega God the almighty God Lord I lift my eyes to you I turn my eyes from all that have brought distractions. I disengage myself, oh Lord, from the futility of doubt and unbelief. I place my gaze on you. Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, I reestablish myself in you. I'm blessed in you. I put my eyes on you. Lord, you are good. 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 You are good. And I will trust in you. You are faithful, God. You are faithful, God. In my life, oh Lord, you are faithful. Every word of yours concerning me, I hold on to you. You are reliable. You are dependable. I worship you. 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 Matolete la kosekale kete kapakata lizande legerebanda zondo zanda laka kapakota legerebanda. I need you to pray for yourself. Lord, turn turn my meditation around. Turn my heart around. Heal my heart, O Lord. Wake me up from my inside, O Lord. I want to leave church there with faith like a little child. The faith that believes me. The women said to them, brought the news to them. In fact, the angel said, go and tell them. This was a message from above. The angel said, go and tell the others his reason. They heard the news, but they would not believe. And they were believing what was not true. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord, to believe your truth, to believe your word, to believe what you have said, to believe the word you have sent to me. Lord, revive me in your word. Revive me in your truth. Revive me in your faithfulness. You are my God. I needed to ask the Lord, be magnified in my eyes. And as you're praying that prayer, maybe you can decide to pray. Anyway, you have exalted your problems. Anyway, the situation you're going through has been made large in your eyes. Tonight, let it diminish. The devil is a small fry. He's not worth He's not worth to be an opposition of God. He's only a resistance upon which the agenda of God rides. Tonight, if there's an infirmity, a financial, whatever it is, maybe a habit that seems so large, maybe an obstacle, and the thing has risen before your eyes, today there shall be a casting down. There shall be a pulling down of every high thing that has exalted itself against the knowledge of Christ. Jesus alone is Lord. There is no other Lord. There is no other God. Only He, only He, only Jehovah is God. Besides Him, no one else. No one else. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. I need you to pray. Lord, increase my faith. Strengthen me on the inside. Let me have no reason for disorientation. Let me have no reason. Lord, I reestablish my sense of direction. I have put my trust in you. Jesus is Lord. And I will follow you. I will follow you. I will follow you. Father, I thank you for your children. 
Thank you for your sons and daughters. These ones are destined for great things. Their future is great. They have Jehovah for them. Lord, they have God on their side. They are children of light. They have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Lord, you said the world is waiting for the manifestation of these ones. Lord, we are thanking you for these, your sons and daughters. For their focus is right. Their vision is refreshed. Their hearts are made strong. In the name of Jesus Christ. These ones who were bowed down that raised up. The ones who had, oh Lord, knees that were weak are strengthened. Shoulders that are heavy, oh Lord, they have, they have readjusted. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are God. Thank you for some of us that are being held by situations. We know that very soon in this season of third day, there will be a total release. There will be liberty. There will be rejoicing. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we give you the praise. Blessed be your name, O oh Lord. And for our nation, we Lord, we want to say thank you. Lord, we exalt you above every issue, every news, every circumstance that our country is passing through. We declare you are God. You alone are God. We proclaim you God over this nation. We proclaim you master of the universe. We confess that you are conqueror. Lord, we say that in our generation, the living shall come to know that the most high God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he alone rules in the affairs of men, that he rules in the affairs of Nigeria, and he removes and changes princes. Father, we thank you for mercy over this nation. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for the season our country is passing through. Thank you for we will not be held by it. There will be a lifting up of heads. There will be joy. There will be celebration. There will be rejoicing. The fear of you will hit this nation. Men shall tremble at the mention of your name. There shall be a reverence of the name of our God. All over Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. Father we thank you. For you must be glorified. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.